fuck great America There's still a chance for hope Upgrade America There's power within the vote Upgrade America Make sure you tell your folks Yay, yay! Hope everybody's staying corona-free out there. What's up, world? I'm Cameron Ra, host and executive producer of Upgrade America, greatest show on earth. Pleased to be joined by none other than CJ the Day Slayer, audio executive producer representing out there in Orlando. Posty, what's up, man? Yo, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I, I heard the Floridians out there are pissed because all the New Yorkers are fleeing from NYC and coming down to to the, the lovely state of Florida, spreading Corona. What's that about, man? I have no idea. You brought it up, and that's the first I'm really hearing about it. So, yo, Trump wanted to lock down all of New York City, and I mean, um, not for nothing. What did what did uh, Governor Cuomo say? Like that would be almost like a declaration of war from the federal government. I sent you that Forbes article as well. Yeah, really great read. Uh, I'll see if I can put a that link into there but yo shout out to all our listeners all our watchers you know if you're checking us out on youtube please give us a like subscribe it really helps support our channel yeah share our content too if you're listening out there on itunes or soundcloud please give us a five-star review on you know on those platforms it also lets people know they're gaining some value you know like cj said this is uh info Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's trying to deliver here, man. Yeah, we deliver some facts along with some opinions and expression. This is our passion. We're here for you guys. And no we're doubt, here for man. I love this. Um, real quick, to all our audio podcast listeners, I was compiling some analytics. Um, so, so far, we got 19 states with and 36 cities in the U.S. that are listening. Um, 10% of our podcast listeners are international. So shout out to you guys. Nice love overseas. And then on the international side, we have 16 countries and 21 cities listening. And Apple Podcast is the lead platform for you upgraders out there listening. So we really appreciate you guys. We are paying attention. That means um, our upgraders got good taste. That's right. Like Apple. But yeah, with the, with the meat and potatoes of this episode, we're going to be discussing uh, the whole, let's call it the stimulus package, and how much money you're going to get, because that's what you really want to know, right? How much am I going to get paid off of that $2 trillion that's, that's been uh, that's coming back? And how much you're getting is cool, but what we really want to tell you is $2 trillion is a lot. It's not going to all of us. It's going to a lot of different pockets. And we want to really break that down and throw some questions out there and, and see how you feel about that. And then we have some other topics that we're going to cover as well after we cover the stimulus. But what uh, what else do we got on the agenda, CJ? Uh, we got is we had something in D.C. I'm not sure. Did we fact check like how recent that was? Was that like this week or was that within the last year? So you that's know, um, after you sent me that on Instagram and I slide in the clip right about here like okay. we witnessed on you sent me a, a video on instagram it was, it was a hanging yeah 
more or less it was, it was the crime scene was still pretty active the cops were still on scene mm-hmm. and um this happened in washington dc the date yeah. was not really um yeah it wasn't they really want to clear on that because this is i guess this was someone's personal footage but yeah. and again the the jury is still open on to whether this was a a murder lynch slash lynching or a suicide and um we can only speculate and i don't want to fuel any uh hatred or, or rage or anything by by uh stating my unprofessional opinion but you see the you see the footage right here and you can make your own conclusions but how does that make you feel uh initially i'm just shocked like um knowing the history of america to Mm -hmm. black americans like this is a part of our history and to see it in 2020 it's pretty alarming but the part that sucks is we don't have all the facts we don't know and that's why i don't want to be like oh injustice and everything like that because it's um i'm no professional lynch person or lynch mob whatever the hell they are but like the guy didn't have his uh his hands weren't bound you know and I watched the Western or, or two, but my understanding is like they bind the hands so you can't like hold the rope and uh, try to, to fight for, I don't, I don't know. But yeah. again, I don't have all the evidence. We're not, I don't know, we're, we're only loosely speculating. And the area, again, it didn't, my understanding is there's a lot of black people in, in, in DC. So mm-hmm. it would be a particular environment for, well, <laughs> they say there's white supremacists in the government. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> it would, but it, I, I don't see it to be, the neighborhood didn't seem like to be a, a particular environment where, where white supremacists would thrive. But what do I know? Yeah, we'll see. Again, we'll... Here's the footage. Yeah, you guys can check it out and please do your due diligence and do your digging. But, um, Without further ado, I suppose we should talk money to them. Yeah, let's do it. All right, cool. So it's 2020 stimulus package. This is uh, this bill has hundreds of pages, so I want to emphasize we're only glossing over it and we're covering the highlights. So, um, Chris, did you you said you had a statement up about pretty much the Federal Reserve and where this yeah. trillion is coming from. So it was, I was trying to get it like the dummy version because <laughs> me, I need stuff overly simplified and then it makes sense. So the one thing that stuck on this video I was watching, it says money creation makes the problem worse because it reduces purchasing power of money holders and by allowing a greater debt that would be possibly otherwise. I totally agree. And uh, to, to simplify that, it's like more or less, yeah, you're getting 1200 bucks. But guess what? Everyone else is getting 1200 bucks too. So that value becomes less. And which is even more kicking the balls is like, say you have money stashed up in the bank or whatever, savings account, what have you. Now that money is now worth less as well as well because there's yeah. more money in, in, in circulation and um that is a concern but another concern is where the money's coming from 
So if we're getting the money from the Federal Reserve, mm-hmm. that means like even if they gave us, if they said, "Here's one dollar, give us back one dollar and one cent," you're still in debt. And more often, what we've been doing perpetually, why we have this deficit, is we would take money, we'd borrow money, and then we'd pay some of it back, and then we'd borrow more, and then we just keep borrowing more, and then we're going further and further into debt. And now, like if it wasn't enough, we we we're going two trillion more into debt. And as CJ and I mentioned, that that's the cost of a of a, a huge military conflict. But let's let's stick on the bright side. So two trillion dollars stimulus package, and it's a response to the coronavirus. Where we all know about that. We, we've been uh, covering this for quite some time. But yeah. As I mentioned, this is the biggest stimulus package in the history of the United States. Each person, or each adult rather, will be receiving twelve hundred dollars. And uh, more or less, this is. <laughs> Again, this is up to you how you want to spend that money. Yeah. It would, it would behoove you to buy yourself weapons and food. But, you know, if you want to buy that bag, do your thing. No one's judging you. But um, I guess I, this answer is for you, CJ, and the audience. Is Or question, rather, is, is that enough? No, and something somebody brought up that's a Floridian said hurricane season's coming i'm like shit it is on top of this which is going to require more federal funding if said hurricane hits so when is when does the season start may oh yeah yeah so that's right around the corner wow yeah so you're saying it would be more aid yeah yeah this um this is pretty uh pretty scary when you consider it it's it's weird because like Floridians are not scared of hurricane season. I've been here 12 years, so I consider myself basically a Floridian. But the combination of what's going on and hurricane season is reason to be concerned. And that's what I say where the fear is from. Like by all means, I revere the elements. Like they are powerful. But at the same time, as when you're talking about looming federal deficits, and yeah, we just took a trillion, and then. A whole, what was the cost of uh, Hurricane Katrina? Ooh. Uh, Let's just say $250 billion. Okay. Uh, but I'm just guessing, but I'm sure you could find those. Uh, those so, but you got a guess? Uh, I'm going to see. So while you're doing that, I'm going to press a little bit further. Me okay. Personally, I do not think 1200 is enough. But um, as, and I, I say that because. We haven't defined a, a clear timeline for the for the exit of this crisis. Like yeah. we, don't, we, we don't have an idea when we're going to wrap that up. So I don't believe that's enough. But um, for married couples, you'll receive twenty four hundred dollars, and every for every child, uh, people will receive five hundred dollars for every child under the age of seventeen. Now here's the kicker: if you make seventy five k or more. You may not be entitled to that amount, and if you make a uh, ninety-nine thousand or more, you're not getting it done. But um, did you did you find those stats on Hurricane Katrina? I saw it, it popped up in one hundred and twenty-five billion. 
125 billion. So it was almost yeah. almost 200 billion. But yeah, yeah that's, that's a hefty tag to, to have that in addition to what we're paying now. It, it, it's going to put some constraints on the nation. So got some, um, how do you say, a timeline on when the payments could come. Now, uh, Mnuchin, uh, one of Trump's um, cabinet, he's saying that payments could come in in like three weeks. And okay. I'm assuming that's if we're using direct deposit. Like, yeah. And I can only imagine there would be an online interface, like just like the census, log in with the da, 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 put in your latest and greatest yeah. information, and then you'll be receiving your check. So I have further breakdown. Okay. Five hundred billion is going towards loans for businesses, and okay. businesses great and small. Mm. So twenty nine billion of that is going towards air carriers. And 25 of, of that is going towards passengers, towards passenger planes, and 4 billion is going towards cargo. So here's a fun fact. According okay. to NY Times, in 2015, American Airlines posted a $7.6 billion profit. And you know, they've been airlines have been all over the news for providing poor customer service, hiking up rates, hiking up fees. And they're boasting $7.6 billion profits 2015. And you know, but it's not, the service did not reflect that. And here we are. I mean, I get how airlines are, are critical to, you know, just to our economy, but mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're throwing them uh, $29, $29 billion. It's, uh, how, how do you feel about that? And also, does it remind you anything about the auto they allowed in 2008. Yeah, I was about to say that. Um, that's exactly what it reminds me of. I feel like they should invert where they distribute the money. So the money should go to healthcare, people, and small businesses. Now you think the people should get the lion's share of it? Um, Cause I'm not an economic, I'm not an economist. Yeah, and you know they're there, but I did study some economics and the speculation that some people would save rather than inject it back into the economy. Yeah. There's that concept. So uh, I don't, I don't know, but me personally, um, I, I think if we're gonna keep bailing out industries, they gotta reflect that in the customer. One in the customer service, the CEO should not be taking the lion's share of, um, you know, of the subsidies, and mm-hmm. it should be, it's should be be reflected in the customer experience absolutely and the employees that make that company go i think that's always overlooked but i think uh one of the stipulations is they gotta like retain employees Mm -hmm. to to receive this so 17 billion dollars is going for uh, businesses in national security so maybe if that entails government contractors or doing uh, things of that nature, they're maybe. getting $17 billion of that. I have no gripes or complaints. I, I think that's, that's okay. So for, that leaves $454 billion for businesses, states, and municipalities. So um, there's a lot of people who are listening. I know you guys got them. Um, you may or may not have a, a small business. There's $454 billion they're putting on the table for all types of businesses. If you have an LLC, 
and you somehow you're impacted by the coronavirus and we all were impacted by the coronavirus get it get a piece of that i got two llc's i'm, I'm gonna get um my best to get my share as well so said a lot of small businesses were crushed like completely wiped out when you really think about it right and it sounds simple to tell everybody to stay at home but that's a government mandate that's closing businesses and literally destroying them like really think about it. you have your little mom and pop store you built up for quite some time and then it's like everyone has to stay stone home so it's like um no one's really coming to your to your store what and then it, it just gets wiped out you know, like you can't pay your employees and, and things of that nature. So uh, I, I think they really need that aid. Now, the, what the bill is suggesting that people can get these loans, these six months loans, the businesses, mm-hmm. and that they may or may not have to pay it back. And it's like, <laughs> very generous. It's very generous, but at the same time, remember, this is a government mandate that crushed, completely crushed and wiped out some businesses. But, um, I, I don't know. I think they deserve more aid than a loan. Mm. Gotcha. So another thing that's that's going on, like, um, is I, I suppose it's like a rent forgiveness. I'm going to elaborate a bit on that more. But okay. the Cheesecake Factory is struggling to pay rent. For yeah. all their locations across America, they're like, yo, we, we may not pay, be paying rent. They lost some money in this crisis. So you mentioned about uh, healthcare should be getting some of that aid. They're getting 117 billion is going to hospitals. So that's a pretty uh, pretty nice chunk. I would round it up to 125 mm-hmm. for, with me personally, but um, I, I think that's uh, that's pretty significant. So you have to consider at this moment. I think there's like. Maybe it was an additional 3.3 million people got unemployed because of the crisis. So there's a lot of people who are suffering from it. It's not just traditional jobs. There's also people like you got to consider Uber and, and, and things of those natures. They call those gig workers and contractors. Yeah. So they really didn't disclose the amount, but they're saying that there is federal aid for independent contractors that will be available. So I think that's great. So something else I want to point out to uh, everyone else who's listening, protection against foreclosures and eviction. But um, this is this is really important because I know a lot of people are, are worried about you know, their, their living situation. And the, the bill is suggesting there will be protection against foreclosures and evictions. So forbearance and fed back mortgages for up to 60 days, an extension of, for an extension of four periods of 30 days. I'm not, I didn't dive deep into that uh, gobbledygook there. It's uh-huh. uh, mortgages and everything. That's not my lingo. My lingo, perhaps we can get some real estate people on in the future and they can further break that down. But for renters, yeah, they're saying that, uh, a lot of states are not permitting uh, evictions at this time. So there's no fees or interest as a result of delayed payments. So if you can't pay rent, there's no penalties for 120 days. As I mentioned, the T-State factory is not, it's not paying rent. Yeah. It may or may not apply to commercial businesses. I'm not sure. 
So another thing that to note that unemployment is going to increase, like the, the payout, because again, it's um, unemployment. When I got out of the military, I collected unemployment for a while, and it was like, uh, it's a transition. Right? There's no shame. You're entitled to it. You actually paid into it. Get it if you must. But yeah. the amount that they give you is it's hardly enough to, it's, it's not enough. So what they're going to do is they're going to increase that. Do you remember um, how much you used, used to get? I used to get like three fifty a week, I think, or three What's something that? a week. That sounds me. about. That sounds about right. Okay. And for me, this was way back in 2012. I, I have a vague memory of it, but it was very. It was uncomfortable, but I managed until yeah. I got something better. So this is something that's interesting. It's 350 million dollars are going to the State Department for migration. Uh, and uh, and refugees assistance. The, I'm not a big fan of this, particularly because it's like, listen, we are leading in cases of the coronavirus. We have surpassed China. And we have surpassed Italy. So yeah. it's like, you didn't get the hint. You didn't get the hint. Kind of in the middle of something. And um, for what what could be so bad that you want to come over here in the middle of, uh, of this shit show? So, <laughs> here's I want to interject with like if you're already here, mm-hmm. then I get it. Like we, we should invest some of the, some amount of money to you know to throw to people who are here, regardless what their status is, because you got people who are in our borders. If they don't have a way to you know to eat and find food, they may resort to crime. So I think we should concentrate on the people who are already here. American citizens and what have you, like within our borders, before we're we're throwing like a nearly a, a quarter billion, you know, to uh, to help people come here. Or, or I, I'm not too sure what what that what that that's about. Yeah, what that that is a little. Yeah, that's a little crazy. Like I yeah. I get exactly what you're saying. Like if you're already a refugee, a migrant that's already here, that's mm-hmm. fine. But if you're coming here in the middle of this, hell no. Nah. Like, it's not the time. We're in the middle of something. Like, yeah, it's, it's pretty. Your country is most likely not leading in cases of coronavirus. Why the hell are you doing from here? But here, we mentioned this before, and you know, every to all, all my black listeners who are pro Democrat, like, their priorities are immigration, man. Like, they just now legalize uh, or decriminalize. Uh, criminalized lynching like 400 years after you know they, they're they're late to the show so my, my understanding is that there are a lot of green new deal stuff a lot of these uh democratic uh, uh, agendas they were trying to slide that into this deal not all of it got, got put in there so what i find ironic is so the democrats try to use this opportunity to slide in parts of the green new deal and they even included ballot something about ballot harvesting. What the hell does that have to do about the coronavirus? I think that was taken out though. Mm. Tried to put that in. You know what ballot harvesting is? Ballot harvesting? Yeah. Never heard of that term. It, it deals with um, collecting those absentee ballots and in, in, uh, the mail-in ones. Mm-hmm. But uh, as I mentioned, there is a big margin for error with one going around collecting people's votes and then uh and, and having the paper ones yeah 
But yeah, that was there. That was kind of on on the verge of going into there, but it didn't happen. So, do you listen to PBS or NPR? I do. I haven't in a while though. So. How do you do? You think they're biased or non-biased? I think they're pretty straight down the middle. They give the facts on both sides. And that's how we try to be as well. We we slander both parties. You know, oh, absolutely. Straight down the middle. But yeah. um, they are actually getting $75 million to PPS and, and NPR. Uh, a portion of that money is going to them. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm not against it. There are people who uh, voice their opinions because they don't think they're non-biased. They think that they are, they're either left-leaning. And mm-hmm. I don't really observe the shows to, to, to make any uh, comments on that. I can... I'll throw my little insight in there. Uh, what show did I used to listen? It's political when I used to listen to because I used to send you links from it. But they would present both sides. Okay. Now, how they sound, they might sound either independent or left-leaning most of the time. Just based on sound, because it's podcasts I'm listening to. But how they present the information is neutral. And that's I like that. And I, 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 I get it. And seventy-five million is it's a small chunk. Could it help yeah. out a couple of, you know, a couple of, a couple more struggling Americans? Yeah. But if you had to spread that thin across three hundred million, what would it accumulate to? Hey, you get another fifty cents or something, like on yeah. your stimulus check. So it, like, I, I get what they're doing. Media is important. We, we got to throw some bread at it. Yeah. Got another question for you. Okay. Do you know what the JFK Center? is or what it does no i've heard of it but i don't know what it does i didn't either and doing the google search <laughs> it or to me my unprofessional opinion it seems like a dance school like a performing okay. arts school yeah and they got 25 million and so i was looking around and like i said it seems like a dance school but what do i know last i checked most schools are closed so what do you need the money for? Good point. In the last 10 years, the JFK Center got 68.3 million. And, and now they just got another 25. I'm not knocking it. Like I said, I don't know. I know it's a, it's a crisis. We're trying to, you know, save money. Why are we funding this? There's what it is. It's only another 30, uh, you know, it's only another 25 mil. That's another two cents on your stimulus package. So. <laughs> That is what it is. So the, another thing I want to point out on, on this, mm-hmm. there's some theories about this, uh, that it could be a reverse Robin Hood. Robin Hood, you know, from the folklore, was the, the guy he robbed from the rich and gave from the poor. Gotcha. In this particular scenario, there are, how do you say, amateur analysts who are perceiving it like, hey, you know, they take our taxation, to give to these uh, bigger corporations. Because corporations, the, the main icing on the cake, you know, for that, uh, what was it, $454 billion mm-hmm. is about retaining employees. And obviously, bigger corporations have employees. Sure. So they just get the lion's share of that cash. And the small businesses, they're not going to get much. Um, I heard a theory about why raising the minimum wage hurt small businesses. Have you heard anything about that? I was kind of going back and forth with somebody on Twitter about it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
a while back. Well, it actually is something I, I responded to the governor of Florida about. Like, and like somebody. Political reason. Yeah, like, and, um, you know, Upgrade America, we get busy. So somebody responded to me like yesterday and we were kind of going back and forth. Um, he, he provided good perspective. And I was just like, but he said he wanted to see the wages go up. That's one thing we had consensus on. Now, my understanding, like the mom and pops, they suffer from that because it's like their profit margins are already slim. And Mm -hmm. then you got to pay more. And then they more often than not, more often than not, they cut an employee. But also like uh, Walmart, Amazon, people corporations like that they can afford those hikes but the mom and pops don't and they can swallow them i only brought that up to say um something similar is occurring like i said like it was just a wave like this freaking tsunami came in all businesses must be closed unless you're essential or something like that yeah the business is closed right small businesses is closed they can't afford to stay open and a lot of analysts are saying they may never come back so what happened? Those businesses got wiped out. They're never coming back. Big business consumes that that gap. It consumes that that space, you know, and it, it further corners the market. So that's why there's there are people who are saying this could be a reverse Robin Hood or something mm. like that. Those lines. That is something I didn't consider, but now that you're on that train. It's a lot of things socially that are going to change after this dies down, like telecommuting at work or being like, example, like movies. We usually do a movie trailer a week. You know, Bloodshot, it's already, you can already rent it or buy it now. What? Yes, I looked that up uh, yesterday. How? On what platform? Netflix Uh, really needs to capitalize on that? They really, huh? Netflix really needs to capitalize on on this, like find out how to get these licenses, because that's all everyone's doing and talking about. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. It what shows up. are left to watch on Netflix? Yeah. Um. I know on YouTube, not YouTube. Um. Google Play Movies, because I have that on my phone. Um. It's up there. You can rent it, like Invisible Man. That just came out too, not too long ago. Yeah, That's our. You can rent it. Just had to take a, a real hard hit because yeah. of this distance. That's a very interesting concept, man. Mm-hmm. I like. It. Now, um, I think about to wrap up the, the package. Okay. But again, I just want to say, um, yeah, there's the potential hyperinflation. You know that that makes your our money worth less now. And um, I get it, we need to stimulate the economy for people because a, a lot of Americans have 401ks and retirement plans that are directly linked to the markets. Now, there are people who can't retire now because, uh, you know, the market is down. And it's, it may be down, like, let's just say it's 8%. But you, you gotta think, if you have a lot investing in the market, that could be hundreds of thousands of dollars. Absolutely. Typically, they say, you don't want to retire unless you got a, at least a mill, at least a mill stacked up. So then you have that in some sort of index fund, and then it can just literally poop a hundred k for you every year just off of that ten percent interest because that's what it's, it's gaining on uh, on average or gains rather. And um, with the market being down, it's it's people are gonna have to push themselves harder. And you know, like if they had a job that didn't allow them to work remote. It's a real 
it's a real delicate, crazy situation right now. But um, hand up on that. Jack, man. Oh no, nah, uh, Cam and I have been going through stuff at our jobs because we are real Americans, just like you guys. Just no, 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 this is amateur hour, man. We get paid to be here. So I can speak for me and my company. We had a very serious meeting Friday on what's what we're going to do moving forward. And it was very intense and emotional in that meeting room because first, yeah, we're not used to seeing all of our management in the meeting with us unless something's going on. So already we're looking like so effectively me working with Disney, obviously it affects me directly because Disney is projected to be shut down until at least April 9th. That's just projections. So they are shut down now? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, they still have certain personnel still working like maintenance, uh, power plant, horticulture, stuff like that. It's like need stuff to keep things maintained. But overall, they're shut down. So that leaves us, a lot of us guys that are on those routes like all right what do we do well they instituted something at work where we can't ride with other routes that still have businesses open because they're worried about the health social the social distancing exactly so now we got that situation because that would resolve pretty much our problem but something happened i don't know what but i know something happened to where they was like oh no y'all can't do that so and the meeting was mentioned furlough, which is really more based on other industries, not so much privacy, but um, in private industries, it's more based on government. Yes, I've heard that. Um, I think my mom has gone through that before a couple of times when they're trying to decide on the budget, Congress. But um, you what, still can pay them, right? It's weird. It's like you don't but you still have your job, and then once they decide on the budget, you get back pay. Yeah, but if you didn't stash money up, like, that's a bad situation to be. Exactly, so. And I know there's countless people who, you know, the average American does not have a savings account. They are yeah. not prepared for an unexpected $500 bill. You there know? you go. And then, um, yeah. this is crazy times to be in, man. Mm-hmm. Me personally, it's like, Again, $1,200 checks, those are band-aids. There's a meme circling around. I believe they're saying, like, the UK is paying 80% of people's salary. Wow. Canada's paying, like, 75%. Mm-hmm. Denmark is, is giving X amount of dollars every month. And then, uh, I think, no, I think Canada. Denmark is paying 75%. Canada is uh, giving people, like, two stacks a month in their money. And then United States is like, they show a little hand above water. And I'm almost to slide this meme in there for yeah. $1,200. Like, it's, it's a fucking band-aid. But well, uh, I, I only want to further inject that, like, no one needs money. Period. You don't need money. You need the things that money can buy. And in, in this point in time in crisis with, with no timeline, again, I said last week, fuck your rent. Like, if, uh, oh, man, I think I froze up. Give me one second. I'm gonna keep talking though. All but, right. Like, if it comes down to food and rent, like yo, buy your food. Like, don't worry about the rent. And as they mentioned, they are waiving the, the evictions. But like, um, people need. No one needs money. You need things that money can buy. So rather than getting the you know the check 
I would say give people provisions. Or give them both. Give them the one-time check and then like get some provisions coming. Because the people who don't have um People are it's only a matter of time before people are really gonna need uh food and supply and then they can't even go out looking for jobs. They can't even go out uh, uh, I interject. Oh uh, please. There are places hiring mm. during this time. So mm. it's like more essential based stuff like grocery store, distribution center, stuff like so there are places hiring a lot of people. So mm. I don't wanna put that misnomer out there. Uh, it just all depends on your personal situation. Like, I'll give you an example. My personal situation is up in the air. I can't go supplement my income because when I go to work, everything is day to day right now. What do you mean? I don't have a set schedule. Okay. So if I had a set schedule, I can go supplement my income. I already um, so you could be like, I know I'm going to be at first job from these hours. I got you. I got you. Yeah, so I don't want to put that out there. There are certain jobs that are available to you guys. And I'm pretty sure you can see it on social media. You can look up your locale and find out. Just throwing that out there. You can still get money during this time. No it's doubt. just a little tricky. My sister uh, sent me an article about class. The new class fighting or something like that is remote workers versus people who can't work from home and mm. causing some sort of rift between people. I'll see if I can post that that link in, in there too. But um I see that developing and just by, you know, perusing the, the social media threads and listening to the trolls go back and forth, it's like I see a lot of that going on. And um remote work was definitely the future. Like I foresaw that but I didn't think it'd be because of this. I thought that companies were just going to be like yo we spent way too much money on these skyscrapers and, and all that why not let our troops or our troops why not let our, our personnel employees work from home i thought that's where they were going to be because they started doing that you know letting us work one day yeah let me present this to you in your administration what would you do after this pandemic when it comes to that um I had this conversation with my sister, uh-huh. and I mentioned I can't wait to have her and, and her, her boyfriend, I believe Brendan, come on. As we, we'll have a great discussion. But um, you gotta have contingency plans for one for the students, so they can uh, be able to complete schoolwork from home. And then her biggest thing was that not all children have access to the internet. So that, as I mentioned in the Upgrade America Handbook nation free nationwide internet this is electricity this is the 21st century this is a requirement like we, we gotta find a way and i wrote a way to do it I have coca-cola and all these other big uh, companies they can pay the bill they can shove ads down your throats but you're gonna have free uh internet so free internet contingency plan for children to work from home i mean they do school from home and also i think um we have to run uh, two companies. Legion Imperial, that's my tech company. Cameron Raw 2020, which is like my campaign slash media company. Because after the campaign, I'm trying to keep that LLC active. But like the whole business process, I want it to be designed so I can run it from my phone. Do everything from my phone, no matter where I'm at in the world. Mm-hmm. 
I suppose we're gonna have to look, uh, we got the cloud, we got the internet. We need to find ways to run business and government via, via the internet. Online voting, right now Congress is, is, is having that, uh, that, that, that issue. Like they have to vote on these bills and everything. They don't want to get in one room and do it, you know? Like, so they gotta find secure ways to do it. And I'm like, yeah, like I told y'all about this like 2018, <laughs> you know? It's, um, so to answer your question, yeah, all of these objectives to make sure we can operate and you know, that business can operate and that um, schools can operate, government can operate using technology. Upgrade America. yeah no i was thinking i was like okay give you an example like a business says everybody is telecommuting from now on we'll do like a monthly meeting but they own this tall skyscraper how would you repurpose that skyscraper Hmm. and malls and stuff like that because obviously like amazon and walmart are killing malls so nothing you know? As we get more data in centric, all that dead space is going to be data warehouses. Mm. And I, you know, we mentioned about what we can do with the farming, indoor farming, and, th- and things of that nature. We're, we're, we're going to dive into that. Yeah. Uh, episode. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna. We're gonna have to repurpose all these things. But yeah. To, to answer your main question, like all of that is is going to be, uh, we need more digital efficiency, more remote efficiency, and. Like I say, it'll be the next, make the next crisis a bit easier, but that uh, will help us manage that better. That pretty much wrapped up my presentation on the, what do you say, on the, the stimulus package. How you much mean you R. That's done. Because <laughs> I don't have nothing to add to that. <laughs> well, I mean, um, I think if, if you have any questions, please leave some in the comments. We'll do our best to, to get back to you. Yeah. You know, like I said, it was an overview. This thing is hundreds of pages long. Like, um, I do want to say I would like to find a link to the actual bill. And if anyone has the time, or well, we all have the time, it seems, you know, read through that while you're taking a shit or something. <laughs> I don't see people having the time to read through that shit. They'll have the time to do other things, but not that. But they're eating them MREs. <laughs> Yeah, plenty of time, man. Which I have finally, and you got some memories on that? Yeah, yeah. That's what's up, man. I was thinking about acquiring some. My little bug out bag is not, um, it's small. I wanted it to be small so I could travel black and fat. Yeah. yeah. Well, that leads right into our, that leads right into our next topic, anarchy and lawlessness. Is this <laughs> something we need to be concerned about? Oh, man. Um, Yeah. Because it's, I suppose I can blend anarchy and lawlessness into uh, this little snippet of intel I received yesterday. Okay. I've been doing some digging about, um, more or less, okay, so I guess the president has been coming out and he's been, typically when he speaks, and it's a small detail that, you know, it goes, often it's not noticed, but when he speaks on a podium, it has the presidential seal he is the president of the United States. But as of lately, he has been coming out and speaking only as a representative of the White House. It's subtle, but it is, um, it, again, it's like he's on the podium, it only says for the White House. 
and it's it's subtle but uh there are a lot of people who seem to think that this means something uh, a bit deeper and that we are going to be under new management that that two trillion dollars it came with a price tag it could have came from china could have came from the fed could have came from another organization but there are some stimulations that means a regime or as my buddy so elegantly put it shout out to mario zayas um change of management new change change of management it says the eagle represents freedom that's on the presidential seal mm-hmm. that is no longer gone the freedom is no longer there and how did he put it he said that world treaties and then he said trump like pun intended trump national laws the u.s is no longer governing themselves think about that this whole global initiative to uh, stem the coronavirus and how global uh, treaties and, and you know and those things they seem to be they are superseding our federal laws and we are on the verge of superseding our constitution you know for, for this global initiative to contain the virus and there, there are people who, who seem to see that as a concern and that was symbolization of that how does this tie into anarchy? So, well, before any regime change, there's always a little bit of anarchy. Just a taste of it. You know, it's um, when law and order fails, then, you know, and that means absence of police, absence of, you know, law, rule, things of that nature. You have a little bit of anarchy. The people, they panic, more or less. There's no food, there's no governance, there's, there's no electricity went out and, and everything. And then uh, it gets so bad, like as as it's detailed in the purge, and then the people they will uh, they will plead, they will beg for any form of law and order, no matter how uh, absent or how abstract it is to what they knew before, you know. And <laughs> I don't know. That's just. What do you think? Is are we are we on the verge of that? The verge of the purge. <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, I think not yet. I could say cabin fever is taking hold of America, like based on daily conversations on Twitter and other social media platforms. Um, I guess I'm curious to see how it goes once this is lifted. That's the interesting part about this. Well, you, you say it is lifted, and and pardon my pessimism, but <laughs> I foresee this getting far worse before it gets better. Granted, the president is like, "Yo, I want them churches packed on Easter." Yeah, that would be a disaster. But absolutely, it's um, and and again, I hate to get so cynical, but I did the math. It's quite terrifying. So when you look at New York City, right, they're saying that's the biggest epicenter, the worst case scenario in, in, in America right now. They have 100,000 cases, exponential growth. Every three days, it doubles. So I did this math maybe yesterday, I think. And if you look at in 24 days on that same trajectory, that same slope, in 24 days, it'll be 12 million cases. If every three days it doubles. Damn. Just type in 100,000 
and then um, times two. But then for every time you hit equals, you record the three three days. Look at it on the calendar. I forget what the date was because I marked it in because it's probably gonna bug out. <laughs> for when I see it hit a million, that's probably where I'm gonna chase some uh, court, some routes, and get away from the East Coast. They say it can stretch the world areas, but. I only brought that up. It does stem into it. Mm-hmm. You're talking about there's eight, eight and a half million people in New York City. Yeah. At trajectory rate, I told you it would hit 12 million. So that means everyone in New York City would, with those numbers, would have the bug. So that means every firefighter, every, um, every Damn, police yeah. officer, every, uh, you know, a lot of people would have that. If you're going on that slope. So, yeah. With shit is gonna fall, shit is gonna fail, and it would be brief, maybe a couple of days, maybe a night, like they portray in the movies. But the possibility of anarchy exists, and that's why I behoove the Americans if you get that check, and it's you know, it says three weeks, but if you, you have time, grab guns and ammo, and of course, some food. Um, I got an example of a place that is not ruled by laws and government. It's called Slab Slab City, California. It's in the middle of the desert. It used to be a Marine Corps base, mm-hmm. Fort Dunlop. You can do the, do your Googles, check out a little quick video on YouTube. They talk about it. These people went out. I guess they're from, shout out to Yes Theory, a YouTube channel. They do random crazy stuff or whatever. They went out to Slab City to check it out, see what it's like. And it was very fascinating. Um, it lived. It's by a bombing range. <laughs> so that's kind of ironic. I just had to laugh at that one. I'm like, yeah. But most of the people live there are pretty cool. They just said, be courteous, be polite, or you get shot. But there's no law. In- no law, nothing. It's just the people. That's and then it. on top of that, it's like, granted, you have Chicago, like horrible places in Chicago where like cops do not want to, to go in. And that's alarming to me because it's it's in it's an area in our empire that, that lacks law and order. But for you to say there's an entire town that, it's so. like it's not huge i would say how big would you say uh maybe 50 to 100 at the most miles no like people population okay. so that's not really a town it's a village yeah but nonetheless so i don't want to say it's like they have a degree of sovereignty like do you foresee bigger establishments like that in the future? It made me think of they can work, actually. Watching that made me think they probably could work. Hmm. I'm These people, with the murder rate. I mean, I don't have stats because they're not governed by anything. So you yeah. won't they have those stats. But based on just the short clip, it was a very short clip. So that's biased. You're not going to see the... Like, what is it like spending a whole 24 hours there would probably be a better representation of what it'd be like. Stay there at night, Tom. I'm curious how yeah. that would look. But everybody seemed pretty chill. Like, do their own thing. Just be courteous. Or you get shot. Like, dude just kind of casually mentioned that. It was pretty funny. I had to laugh at that part. I was like, that, that sounds about right. <laughs> so, so that is but, pretty, that's pretty wild. Um, 
yeah example of anarchy but now like typically after um you know in cases of war mm-hmm. and granted i went to iraq after i wasn't there like when we took down saddam i was like the mop-up crew gotcha. but like um i imagine for a moment they had some brief anarchy where like okay the iraqi government is no longer in control but America's not quite in control. So you have a lot of robbing, looting, murdering, raping, all that stuff. And it's 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 a temporary it's a temporary wave of anarchy until like either Americans set stuff like, yo, we are now patrolling and policing Iraq because we have command and control. There's a brief um, overlay between the uh, regime changes. And and that's that's what it is. How long it lasts, who, who could say? occur in America I did I really hope not because as we mentioned last week there's a lot of guns going around and um, the military is in place but um, again the resources are stretched thin it's, it's really difficult to say um as far as us being an anarchy and lawlessness mm-hmm. I mean we this country is formed on that too. At like expansion to the West, there was lawlessness and anarchy. Like so, it's in our history. Um, but modern times, it'd be a lot different. Uh, I don't know. Based on my observation of what's been going on, based on this, people have actually been pretty chilled out. I haven't seen too many people like angry or fighting. You haven't really heard. I haven't seen as much crime. Personally, I am grateful for that. Yes, so I think everybody. I don't think we have reached our tipping point. No, no. I think the tipping point is when um, I don't know how people will react with that full quarantine that they're talking about, like using troops to really make sure no one leaves the city, closing bridges and shit, because that's That's what uh, Trump was proposing, or at least that's what uh, how I interpreted it. And, yeah. and any other uh, or even the governor of New York for, the, for that matter but um, I think yeah you raise a great point now that comes down like mm-hmm. well we can't really move at all yeah I think then it's going to be a problem and they mentioned uh, in the quarantine they mentioned New Jersey and Connecticut as well so, of course trust I was a bit concerned I'm like uh, <laughs> you know and they have a bus to move them backwards they beat me still well, I'm just saying you can always like, crash here, bro. You already know. Dude, man, it's, that's I, I have considered, and I appreciate the appreciate the offer. Yeah, you know it. You know, if anything, we'll RV and, and, and keep it moving, man. Because sure. it it's it's on the it's on the go. I, typically, yeah. we uh, we do a movie review. We didn't really have um, a movie this day this week, but you want to play? You want? You play that video? Yeah, go ahead and play that. 51. I'm just gonna play on my phone. I don't have it on my. Or maybe I do. I think I do. Oh, yeah, it's on WhatsApp. Yeah, hold on. Yeah. How about that? Look at it. The joys of technology. You know what I mean? So let me bring this up real quick. This is um another video that I got from my buddy. And it's more or less you hear a lot going on about the market of these 666 revelations biblical mm-hmm. prophecies 
things of that nature. And while I'm not a Christian, I, I think the Bible is a very intriguing book. You know, it's written about kings and last resort and stuff, but um, the revelation is pretty much like the, the prophecies predicting the end of the world or humanity or whatever. But one of these individuals is, is known as the Antichrist, and uh, he, they say that he, that he is a man, is going to control the world. And also, he's going to force everyone to get this chip. Like, it's going to be put into the left hand or onto the forehead. And this is how you would um, pay for food. This is how you would pay for goods and services. Things of that nature. I was a bit alarmed when they were discussing doing that in the military. Rather than putting dog tags on our necks and in our shoes. Fun fact for all you civilians out there. Like, you put one dog tag around your neck and then one in your shoe because your head gets blown off and, you know, both your dog tags are gone and you can't identify you. So you put one in your shoe. But in rare occasions, sometimes your head and your shoe gets blown off so then you can't identify somebody. So they want to put tags, like, right underneath the, right underneath your skin and then, of course, in your forehead. So you just they come in with a little bar for, like, beep, beep. Oh, yeah, that's... That's him. We found his leg over there too. <laughs> no, that's, that's dark humor, pardon me. But um, that's kind of <laughs> where this uh, this video is going. It's showing that little dystopian uh, mark of the beast prophecy thing. So let's um. You let's ready? Go. Yeah. All right. Welcome to your future, a digitally interdependent, hyper-connected, networked world. Throw off the tethers on. of ordinary reality like an and join graphic. the digitized multitudes yeah. ruled by global e-governance. With your very own new world citizen of the People's Federated and Republic of the Great Democratic the United Global States Incorporated. It's written on a dollar bill. Just one chip is now a key to every relevant database you are in on Earth. But we're, we're taking identification to a technocratic level beyond Aldous Huxley's yeah. wildest dreams Sky and George Man. Orwell's nightmares. <laughs> One chip linked to your unique citizen number connects like I was to all you, of your relevant society basically already existing, including your passport, your driver's license, and all Federation-required licenses, titles, and registrations, your car, so home, force. and medical insurance, your yeah, medical records, including your mandatory annual psychological evaluation, your DNA profile, and your prescription. Your voter like registration and, and history, you and your bank account and digital universal basic income credits. But that's not all. That your blockchain protected help. new world Brandon, citizenship also this gives you a digital footprint everywhere you go on the web, from online news sources to all of your social media accounts. Authenticating you online to ensure a safe, I, I, peaceful, I, I, I and secure society where no one can about how far would you go because, because that, no the iPhone may be inside of you. In Continuous real-time you know, 24/7 tracking and tracing will ensure a truly but peaceful digital utopia for all. With no more fear of identity theft what? or forgetting this particular one is it's on as a your card, digital citizen mark will be biometrically verified through your fingerprints. Iris scan, EEG, voice print, I'm sorry, and facial map. Some have even From gone Cairo, so far to say that the chip to Rome, may be inside to Ingolstadt, to Paris, that's a very good, that's to a Washington, possibility. I, I saw to them uh, when they inject cats and pets. 
from it's ocean like to little, ocean uh, to ocean syringe. to heck, the two, all of the oceans. Yeah, Being into, a know, digital resident offers you a new concept of freedom to be a global citizen under your borderless digital it new is. world order. It almost seems inevitable in the actual definition of freedom. Databases wholly owned and operated by the People's Federated Republic of the Great Democratic United World States Incorporated and their subsidiaries. Your digital citizenship is legally binding <laughs> and data may be shared with all parties listed in subsection 187-2 without your express knowledge or consent. These terms and conditions are subject to change at any time, which is fine because they are 8,642 pages long and we know no one is reading the fine print. It Travel allowed like only in pre-approved, validated like mega regions and not including core or reserved sustainable yeah. development zones like as designated by the United Nations Convention on Biological Diversity. Online behaviors deemed negative or harmful are subject to UBI digital credit deduction without notice up to and Did including account said? termination. See user Censoring the freedom details. of speech. They're like, oh yeah, you want to say something? Our smart some, uh, grid network online? touches every We're going to stop your UBI. We're going to stop your one digital in. new world. And your chip is your portal to How do you exist so knowing they're tracking everything? To authenticate you can't even have you a your digital citizenship. No, I'm just saying, like, you can't because even just have random do anything thoughts. Wrong. You shouldn't and that's why I said I would hate to have to the chip inside my mind. And in this brave new world, your thoughts, and in this brave new world, your dreams and everything, it's, uh, you won't be able to. It's kind of terrifying. Yeah, well, that's I don't know, like maybe, and then this is this is where where I'm at with all the biblical prophecies and stuff like that. It's like, are the prophecies coming to pass, or is or is man trying to make the force the prophecies to to come? Is he reading this book like, hmm, it's a good idea. Why not try to to make that happen? But uh, the, the culprit seems to be technology. And I have this debate with uh, with my buddy. He, I consider him a biblical scholar because he, he's in uh, the book all the time, and he puts me on a lot of a lot of insight. But like the, the key culprit seems to be technology, and um, while it's a double-edged sword, it does a lot of good things. It, it can do a lot of bad. And they mentioned the the, op, the, the databases and the monitoring and that's it's all going to be pumped up to the max man you got 5g all this is some crazy stuff bro but what, what are your thoughts um you know we always go back and forth about this since season one like that's basically a nightmare for me um but like i said it's loosely happening now it's just not i guess consolidated and put in like mandatory status I guess and that's where and I'm cool when it's voluntary mm -hmm. as soon as you're obligated I heard something about Oklahoma doing mandatory injections and again there's a lot of information and disinformation circling around the internet sure. Facebook social media so I take everything with a grain of salt I couldn't find any articles like confirming that on, on the on the internet doesn't mean it's not true but um with this coronavirus yeah i could definitely see people trying to slide that in like look now we need it we need we need this policy and i get from from rulers and lawmakers having that measure of control would i suppose it would make it easier to maintain control over the citizens as populations are, are getting more bigger. Mm -hmm 
technology is becoming more powerful, allowing one man to do things that it, it took several people to do in, in the past. Like having control over technology for, for lawmakers, I get that. But again, it, it just leaves that opportunity to be uh, taken advantage of and corrupted. I agree. Yeah. Um, what else you got? That's um, all I got. A couple things on um, on the agenda as far as um, um, yeah. You want to touch on the bioterrorism? Yeah, like so. I was looking up bioterrorism. Um, a old version of it is, I think, in England. I'm just going off the top of my dome. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to take bodies that were sick or had plagues and use catapults. Catapults, and, yeah, throw, throw them over the, uh, the castle gates. That's and pretty then, much yeah, the ancient form of bioterrorism. Yeah, and then the latest examples they showed were like uh, anthrax and rising. Rising poison? Yeah, yeah, I heard about yeah. that. Who was using the anthrax to get, Or was this an anonymous uh, attack? Um, let me see. Because you remember when that was happening in the U.S.? Hmm, I dare I say. Because we were getting vaccines for anthrax. And, and yes, I got a few of my stock. So, yeah, from 2004 to 2000, at least 2008, I was getting vaccinations for anthrax. But I would dare say that probably occurred when I was in high school or maybe when I was just in the military. Don't recall. But what I want to... I wanted to discuss on the bioterrorism was our scene really, and it was shocking. Like, um, mm-hmm. they're saying one of the things that frightens Bill Gates. And I'm just curious, like, what frightens a billionaire, a multi billionaire, one of the richest men in the world, very intelligent man? In yeah. And um, his was man made viruses. And then so he goes on, he's talking about his, like, yo, the threats of the future, they could originate on a computer screen. And I'm thinking he's about to start talking about like digital viruses that you know could bring down corporations and you know infrastructure shit of that nature. But he's talking about splicing genetical material on viruses. They're using applications, using computers to splice viruses. And uh, you hear a lot of talk about the coronavirus was patented. The coronavirus was patented. Yeah, that's because you can take genetic material of a virus, you can change it ever so slightly, and it becomes a new, becomes something new. You're familiar with uh, fentanyl? What is that? Something I've heard of that before. I, I want to say it's like heroin. But yeah. It's, it's a couple molecular structures. So it's so hard to regulate fentanyl because it's like, they, a scientist will change it, right? He'll patent it. Hey, it's fentanyl. They put it out. The FDA says, no, 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 this is bad. And like, okay, fine. I'll change another molecule. And it becomes something totally different. Mm-hmm. That's why it's hard to regulate that. But I only say that to say this, that they're changing chemicals. They're changing virus and, viruses and, 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 you know, and genetic structures. And it can be weaponized. So I suppose I slide that clip from Bill Gates in right about here. Bugs, big bombs. Please welcome Mr. Bill Gates. We also face a new threat that the next epidemic uh, has a good chance of originating on a computer screen of a terrorist intent on using genetic engineering to create a synthetic version of the smallpox virus or a contagious, contagious and highly deadly strain of flu. So the point is that 
We ignore the strong link between health security and international security at our peril. Whether it occurs by the quirk of nature or at the hand of a terrorist, epidemiologists show through their models that a respiratory spread pathogen would kill more than 30 million people in less than a year. And there is a reasonable probability of that taking place in the years ahead. Now, this is also where we see uh, many epidemics starting. Uh, for example, Ebola. First world countries go to those places and decide to start vaccinating people. I think it seems to get a little murky once people start coming into a place when a place doesn't already have this already existing. So I'm always a little like, oh yeah, we're going to Africa. What are, what are your thoughts about? You don't think they're like dormant animals and that theory's out the window? Say again? The theory on like viruses being dormant in animals and then we consume them. No, see, this is the thing. I'm not saying it can't happen, but for something to spread from just that all the way, nah, I'm not buying it. Because if you go across the globe, we all weird shit. Let's just call it what it is. We all do. Like everybody eats something weird to the other culture. We've traveled, even in America, this shit that other Americans don't eat. And we eat it in America. I don't eat pig feet. Yeah, just like squirrel, rabbit. Pickle. Oh, like all these are things we eat here. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They eat, like uh, they eat bulls, testicles, like in Texas, so it's like a thing. Yeah, Rocky so, Mountain oysters, I believe they call them. Huh? Say again. Rocky Mountain oysters or bulls testicles. Oh, like they grow them in Texas. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, so I don't really buy it. I'm not saying it couldn't happen. Like in a small. Percent, mm -hmm. but not like a global pandemic. Nah, I don't see it. Well, I mean, um, I don't want to say this was like the biological 9 11, mm -hmm. but uh, the aftermath just how 9 11 changed everything travel yeah. restrictions, everything of that nature. The aftermath of this coronavirus is, it seems to be on the verge of some 9 11 shit. And, I agree uh, with that. I think it's going to change how healthcare is. I think it's going to change, uh, definitely going to change how travel is. What I think find is ironic is they they had the travel restriction plans in place. That real ID that I was harping on before. Yeah. You need to get this new ID, and you can't fly from New York to Cali without the a real ID, which is an enhanced ID identification. And it's like. Um, It's, I don't know, dude. I, I, you know me, I'm on conspiracy alley, but it seems like, you know, this, this is, I don't say planned, but they, there's knowledge of, of this before, uh, you know, it, it blew up. So yeah. that's my thoughts on, on bioterrorism. That's the thing now, like, people think they eat viruses and fuck up the world. Well, I mean, real short and quick. We do this shit here <laughs> in Maryland. I forgot. Uh, we have a division just for bioterrorism, not the CDC. That's mm -hmm. part of it. But I'm talking about militarily. We have that shit here. So I mean, we train. We train for it. Like NBC, nuclear, biological, chemical warfare. Yeah, chemical. Uh, yeah. 
So we trained for for all this, man. So but just like, just for you civilians out there, we have biological shit that is way worse than what we're going through right now in our labs. This is in our lab. I'd be surprised. So and, um, I, you know, everyone knows what you know. I think we did touch on uh, Harvard and uh, hiring the the Chinese lieutenant. <laughs> And you know, working with germs and all that good stuff. There's a lot of stuff you know we don't we don't know what's going on. Um, we touched on bioterrorism. Yeah. Um, uh, briefly, I, I want to say a little about social distancing and, and funeral arrangements. Yeah. Uh, big shout out to my uncle Wayne Adams, R.I.P. Um, U.S. Army Lieutenant Colonel, Airborne Ranger, all that good stuff. Very great man. Uh, one of the best warriors I ever known. He passed away, and right now we're, we're dealing with some funeral arrangements amid the coronavirus. Can't have more than 10 people gathered. So what most likely is going to occur is we're going to stream it. And, you know, the immediate family will be there on premise to, uh, you know, to observe the funeral. And then, you know, everyone else, we got, I got at least like 30 cousins alone. So, you know, we're, we're going to be uh, streaming the, the funeral we'll be observing there. But I just want to say, like, even this is affecting funeral arrangements. So it's, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Wonder on that, how is it affecting like relationships? I don't think that's really talked about either. Oh uh, man, yeah, I think it is. That's all I see on the memes, like yeah, <laughs> quarantined right. up, and uh, women are complaining about having too much sex in there. <laughs> private parts being bruised up and yeah and or the opposite not having any sex at all so and, you and there's that and i hear uh, as far as trying to meet people during the coronavirus it's like dates really not much to go on dates i suppose the park is still a thing you can still go to the park but then you're taking it's like you're taking a risk now it's like i don't a know risk on top of a risk <laughs> <laughs> it's wild like I, I get this perspective oh shit I had something but I'm just thinking about it like oh so I've been seeing people on social media like doing dates like this like people they met online and they're doing cyber dates like this is their first date until this is lifted or whatever so it's been yeah. fascinating it is fascinating but um you say until this is lifted these, I'm gonna have to get back to you on the source, but I think it's USA Today. There are eight strains of coronavirus now. So it's like, this is a vaccational, did I just coin that word? A vaccational nightmare. Like, to have eight strains because you don't just get one cures all. <laughs> no, 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 man. You gotta get eight different shots now. So, again, no timeline. So yeah. what normal is, I could very well see we've been leaning towards more social distancing anyways. People have always been, they go on real dates, face-to-face dates, and they're, they're up in their phones. But like, it seems that that may be where we're heading towards, where we're going to be meeting in virtual spaces. I don't know. But, yeah. um... I, I, social I started, distances is affecting a lot. 
Yeah, I throw this out because our need for intimate touch, just regular handshakes, hugs, like that's an innate need, human-wise. Yes, I believe so, there's a chemical, is it oxytocin? Oxycodone? No, not oxycodone, it's um Oxycot. No, it's not even, um, it's no pharmaceutical drug. It's no, I think body- it's just natural Oxycot. No, does your body produce it natural? Yeah. Oh, let's sure. see. Endorphin produced from touching other people. Was it a cuddle heart hormone? What is that thing called? Human connection starts with a friendly touch. Oh, this is from the NPR, but what is it does? Okay. An additional calming us down, reduces stress, as touch, reduces... Yeah, oxycot. Oxycot? So yeah, it's like, so my understanding, just holding hands or giving someone a hug, like that releases oxytocin. And that makes you feel like really good for just touching people. And um, I don't know, I think a lot of, I agree with you, people are lacking that. And I'm curious to the psychological effect that this is going to long term. So having a discussion with a, a young lady on, um, you know, on Facebook on the, the political groups, and she says, "Yeah, she can see a lot of suicides from this, particularly the people who are by themselves, who are you yeah. know really taking this, taking this in." And I, I go walks in in the park, and I and I run, like yeah. But when I do encounter people, some of them are like. They'll jump into the water to avoid me, but other people they, they really they want to say anything, just to, you know yeah. to, to be you know to, to talk to you know another human being, and I get it, I really yeah. understand. I know uh, for me, since I'm very humanitarian based, I'm very people orientated. This has been fucking me up. I'm introverted, but I, I'm ambiverted. So like I have to be introverted to recharge, but mm-hmm. I also like being around people, being able to touch people, especially my close friends and family. And that's been fucking me up. I've just been like, all right, how do I, how does this work? Like I'm still getting used to it. Like going to the store, social distancing, six feet, they got the tape and all It's just weird. Wow. It's just really weird. It really is weird. And yeah. um, again, don't want this to be the new normal, but it, yeah. uh, I feel like I'm, I'm preparing for this. And I suppose we should do um, another episode, like how people can overcome one cabin fever and, you know, deal with social distancing. But that's yeah. something we, we definitely need to discuss. Um, you know, so what else we got on there? I know. Um, I want to say, like, you know, we're we're independent channel. I'm independently running for president. I'm independently registered. So same the same here, man. But yeah. I'm not mudslinging. You know what I'm saying? Any candidate at this time. But we're just gonna let them speak for themselves on this one. He's not himself. Something is going on because he's struggling. And maybe I'll ask Rudy to say a few words. Well, He's literally sitting right in front of you. It is even hard to watch. The confusion. What we saw at pleasure 
what a name right now. But we're, we just saw, we just left pleasure. Paradise. 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 Frankly, it is even hard to watch. The inability to finish thoughts. Decided to shield and shelter criminal. Look, look, wait. The burst of outrage and anger. That's enough. That's Mr. enough. That's enough. That's enough. Pardon me. Put down the mic, Mr. President. He has some verbal problems that are becoming a little bit more noticeable. By an anomalous, really an anomalous, and God bless the United States. Easily identifiable cognitive decline. And that's how the first lady got involved. She's got a son together that is a a beautiful young man. Even for his supporters who are worried that he might say something that doesn't make sense. They take a shower and water comes dripping out. It's dripping out, very quietly dripping out. People are flushing toilets 10 times, 15 times. They are so worried about him speaking off the cuff. Hey, you got to see this guy. Oh, I don't know what I said. Oh, I don't remember. The weird things that he says. If you have a windmill anywhere near your house, they say the noise causes cancer. This is just kind of odd. Who swears at a voter like this? Son of a bitch. Bullshit. Shit. He's a pussy. When you watch it, it is. You use the word uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable to watch. Something is going on. It's concerning to me. Something is wrong. You've really... Uh, put a big investment in our country. We appreciate it very much, Tim Apple. It's not looking good. There's something off there, and how many gaffes can you make every single day? If my father were making the same gaffes as he was, they would literally invoke Article 25 of the... I mean, they would try and remove him from office. You have never stopped working to improve this country and you the government. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by... Go, you know the, you know the thing. And why should the voters believe that you can win the national election? I was a Democratic caucus. You ever been to a caucus? No, you haven't. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. <laughs> You're a damn liar, man. That's not true. And no one has ever said that? No man has a right to raise a hand to a woman in anger. And so we have to just change the culture, period, and keep punching at it and punching at it and punching at it. You want to check my shape on it, let's do push-ups together, man. Let's do, let's run, let's do whatever you want to do. It is important that Iowa and Nevada have spoken, but look. Get your work straight, Jack. I'm Jill Biden's husband, I work for Cedric Richmond. Are you joking? No. Granddaughters not only love their dads, their grandpops, they always like them, and that's the great thing. Thank you, baby. Thanks. I want you to meet Finnegan. Yo, so what are your thoughts on on the performances you, you just witnessed now? Granted, uh, some of them could be sound bites and, and taken out of context. But yeah. what do you th- That's a problem. And that goes back to the thing where I was saying I didn't want to be ageist, but we need youth at, at, as POTUS, as president of the United States. You're absolutely right. And this is uh, key evidence. Um, supporting that. Furthermore, you know, even the coronavirus, like it could wipe out the whole cabinet. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. That, that is a risk. I mean, when you're considering the close proximity that they are together. Um, and I also felt like, even though I might not have totally agree with Elizabeth Warren, I felt like mentally, her mental age is very sharp. Mm. Out of all the older candidates, she probably yeah. had the sharpest mind. 
out of all of them, in my opinion. Bernie's like right under her, but mm-hmm. I have concerns with his health issues as well. I mean, um, he's he either is eighty or he's he's damn near up there. But um, that is concerns. Running the campaign alone is stressful, let alone the nation. And we're in the middle of a crisis that could, yeah. you know, that preys on boomers and senior citizens. Like, I don't know. But at the same time, I, I've seen more lapses with uh, with Biden than I have with Bernie. I don't think Bernie. Nah. In him, him mess up too much. I really don't follow Miss Warren. But um, Mrs. Warren. Yeah, she was. Well, I think she's still Senator Warren now. But uh, yeah, like Bernie is sharp, but Biden isn't. Biden and Trump are horrible. <laughs> Just I seriously, they I mean, speak a lot. Huh? They speak a lot, and so that leaves a lot of room for error. Like when they scrub through all our footage, we gonna have a whole compilation of dumb shit that we said like. <laughs> You I know, because we have a lot, we have a lot of content. There's <laughs> a lot, so um, yeah. I'm not too sure on what is the criteria to judge their. Um, I don't want to say their sanity, their mental capacity, but um, I think this is something that should be done regularly. I guess. Like, so I guess it leads to two other. Well, uh, a follow-up question: Should we have a age where you can't run? No. No. Absolutely not. Um, for one, that would be a, a form of discrimination mm-hmm. to, 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 to limit it that, like that. Because let's be quite frank, everyone, is, it's not cut and dry. Like when you hit a certain age, you're, you're on decline. Like, yeah, that's true. Uh, you, you hear neuroplasticity, where it's like uh, the brain has a unique capability to remold itself. You can learn anything new. You can improve yourself at any age. And uh, I don't think we should put limitations on that. Furthermore, as we venture further into this technological age where you can 3D print hearts, you can 3D print lungs, and maybe even brain chips that can replace your entire brain piece by piece, the age limit is going to go up exponentially. They foresee these billionaires and people who have money uh, to invest in the healthcare, they could uh, live 300 years. So they'd be like, nope, nope, excuse me, sir, you are 299 years old, you do not run for president. Like, they, I don't think we should put any limits for that. I guess only term limits for me. Yes, absolutely. And if it seems like we're going to, this, how do you say, crisis is going to go on more than uh, one term, then you, you have better well uh, find someone to uh, succeed, to lawfully succeed as uh, closely as in uh, the regulations of our constitution. You can't, no Trump for life. I'm not yeah. For but um, there's rumor that his, uh, his his daughter may succeed. You know, I mean, the, the, the Trump legacy. Yeah. But um, that's to be determined, I suppose. But yeah, as they, like I said, they hung themselves with their own uh, <laughs> talk, with their own mouths. We don't have to further um beat them bash them up for that um i wanted to talk about millennials and politics this is something since we're both millennials on the older side um interesting little stats real quick 60 percent of rural millennials have no access to political engagement 
political life. So and let me like what you're doing, like you're you're, you're linking with uh, local politicians and that nature. Say sixty percent of rural. I can see that. I, I could see that, but I think um, again, we we have to be figure out how to be remote. Do should politicians have a bigger online presence? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's the way you're going to reach more people, particularly in these times of social distance. And they were saying, like, you have this phenomenon called civic deserts, which is a new term coined to describe places characterized by a dearth of opportunities for civic and political learning and engagement and without institutions that provide opportunities like youth programming, culture, and arts organizations and religious congregations. Hmm. And where are some of these places? Um, I'm looking like real okay. quick. I kind of got it right here. It's mainly talking about rural. Okay. So you got about Wyoming. Say again. We're talking about Wyoming, Montana. Yeah, something like that. That'll be a good example. Um, what's the other thing? Oh, 13 members of the House of Representatives are millennials yeah. and zero I, senators. And um, that's something I would like to see change too. I yeah. found out about AOC after I started running for president and I started researching more about politics and I'm like, yo, that's what's up. She's like 28, 29 years old and she's in the Congress. And I applaud that and we need that. We need that young blood. We need that new energy, new ideas. Yeah. And, um, that's diversity. You know, we can't have all these old dinosaurs in there and, you know, with their, their own agendas and their career politicians as well. So they've been in there for a while. But we need, uh, yeah, more millennials involved. One, because we merge and we, we deal with technology. We foresee the, you know, the problems that are, that are coming they're coming up with uh you know that could come in the future a lot of these uh entrepreneurs tech giants they're millennials too yeah. he, he's yeah. not yeah. you know, uh, maybe even um what is it larry larry and sergey from from google elon musk not too much older than us but like um it might be generation x yeah, still, but we're close to the border too, yeah, yeah. You know, where we can communicate with 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 him and or all of these other people, and we can work with legislation. You know, it's like, I, and I, I don't want to sleep on on these older politicians, but I dare say that you could pull a fast one. A, a, you could pull a fast one on on them. They don't know how these technologies work. They don't have time to to get too deep into it. So you could be like. You know, and then we have this technocracy where it's like technology is like superseding government and controlling government and stuff like that. But we, we need more millennials in in politics. I totally agree. Um, the point I wanted to bring up, I was watching clips and the biggest things they said was interesting. They were talking about we just want we just want education to be affordable. Mm-hmm. We want to be able to afford to buy a home. Uh, we want our politics to work no matter what party. And we want innovation instituted. We want to get the work done. We don't want to sit here and go back and forth. We just want to come to an agreement and institute it. And um, 
I was watching like a Republican guy and I, I don't know what his political leanings were. I'm assuming either independent or democratic. Okay. And they were both discussing and it was cool because you had two millennials. One guy is like Generation X, semi-millennial. And what is Generation X? Like age group right about now? Uh, Probably 40s. I think, but 79 to maybe 82 or something like that. Very, very close to to our job. Or Or like 83. Yeah, Uh, so... 70 something to 80 to 80 or something like that um and it was interesting watching the dynamics of the generations and but what i did like about our generation is like we might not agree but we're sitting here and talk civil discourse yes indeed we said we want it to work we don't care who does it we want it to work and I think I, I, I admire that about our generation is we find ways to work together a little bit better. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I thought the interview was pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to touch on that. I mean, what do you think? What do you foresee in millennials and politics? Um, a lot of radical new changes. And again, it's like, um, I, I'm... Maybe I'm naive now. I want to say that I hope that millennials coming into politics are, um, I don't want to say virtuous and, and not bought, but because they're new, that they wouldn't have those uh, the hooks of corruption that seem to inevitably get bound into a career politician. They won't be a part of that. And maybe because, you know, we're, we're millennials, we're going to think outside of the box. Like, mm-hmm we are like the environment yeah it seems like these older dinosaurs they really don't care and it's like they just bypass oh yeah we're gonna keep fracking and yeah we're gonna keep uh, dumping pollution and stuff like that i think uh radical ideals like skyward <laughs> collecting yeah. all uh you know the nation's plastic and building homes from it i think projects like that would come into fruition under uh you know under the administration of, of millennials. But again, as you emphasize, I foresee us working together more, more uh, bipartisan, more working with independents, more working with each other, because I don't know, maybe the, the boomers and the older politicians, they came up in different times where there was more distancing or you had to uh, be loyal to the party no matter what, even if it's gonna screw the nation. Like, that seems to be the old way, I think. Uh, I don't know. I'm just being optimistic. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I got, man. Yeah, that's all I got, too, man. This was a really great episode. I hope it was a bit lighter than um, last week's <laughs> episode on martial law. And yeah, it was pretty heavy last week. It was. This is a bit lighter, but um, we just wanted to make sure you guys are safe and you're good, and we appreciate you uh, taking the time hanging out with us, watching the show. Give us a little feedback, some comments. And if you find value from this, like give us a like. And if you, you know, give us a share that maybe someone else can find value in it as well. And uh, subscribe, we're gonna keep it coming. Five stars, all that good stuff. Give us all of that. Let us know if we suck. Like, yeah, because silence is acceptance. And we're just gonna keep this coming. Yeah. 
yeah thanks for hanging out with us again it was, it was a pleasure look forward to catching you on the next episode of upgrade america the greatest show on earth yo cj man thanks for kicking it with me bro Word, same here. Pleasure. Peace, everybody.